This show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level. Whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda, everything is fair game. Remember, everyone has an opinion, but only few can back it up. Now sit back, crank up the volume, and if you think you can handle it, get ready for the heat. Welcome in, everybody. We are live right here. Heat Ratio Live. Heat Ratio Sports. You see the banner behind us. I am Tony. This is Dan. We got Mark. We got Dave. The fourth and go boys are here tonight live in beautiful Bucks County, as always, broadcasting from the Steam Pump with the real-time draft beer list. You see it right on the bottom of the screen. Go to steampump.com. Stop in. Say hello. Grab a beer. Grab something off their extensive menu and tell them the HRS boys sent you guys a lot to get into this week. But Dave and Mark making the trip, man. It's your first. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good tone. Good, Dan. And it's fourth and go tonight, man. We did the pilgrimage, made the trip. So glad to be here. Steam Pup, this place is hype, man. Love it. Um, having one right now. Can't wait to get a little bit of this food and talk some good sports with you guys. Yeah, man. This is what it's all about. Mark, what's up, buddy? Welcome what to the up, show. What up? You know, you guys have to get the official what up, what up. Uh, you know, we got our brews. We got two French dips coming on the way. So, you know, we have to indulge in the food. It looks good. Uh, no, excited. Like I said, we made the trip up here, and uh, we're ready to go live on Heat Ratio Sports because you know what we're doing. We're yep. bringing the heat. Yes, we got to bring the heat, man. There's a lot of heat to talk about. Now, we may have musical microphones. If any part of the, the group shows up, I think Al's going to be here. If he's not here already, we'll get him in here for some Sixers takes, as always. I don't know if Jay's going to be here, and he'll probably talk for three hours about everything else. But we love him to death, but Jay does like to talk. Uh, but you know that. Follow Sports Guild Radio every Sunday. Jay, laugh at that. It's all good. But. Let's get right into it, guys. And I did this specifically for Dan. Nick's not here tonight. Nicky Nuts is not in here. And we're going to leave the show off because not everybody's listening right now. And we want to kick this topic first, and that's the Philadelphia Flyers. And I don't talk hockey, right? Even though I got everybody a little excited with some of my hockey knowledge when I start naming people. But the Philadelphia Flyers were supposed to. We're supposed to be a different team in 2022. But that has been far from the case what moves can be made to turn things around now it dan tell me 12 games is it 12 games now that we lost bakers dozen possibly tonight so we've lost 12 games in a row number one has that ever been done before no has yeah, it ever been yeah, done one in, time one they, time they, they, they tied, oh yeah, yeah. They, jones's team yeah, jones's 98 99 yeah, yeah. i think it was tonight tonight will break tonight's yeah. the break and it's happening that's they're right. losing tonight. Oh, yeah. i'm telling you right now they're losing Against the Islanders, yeah, yeah, they're they're just they, this is bad, Dan. Yep, it, and we we, we got we got live Sixers and Flyers action tonight. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. So we'll have it on the screen above us. We got it at the screen at the bar. So Our patients are distracted. Are that's know. why. What's that? If we're distracted. That's why. Uh, well, we're not going to be distracted by the Flyers. But Dan, no. let me let me tell no. you for a minute. And, right. and, and, you know, not literally, but behind the mic. So we talk about Carter Hart, and, and, and I have to start with that because. 
he was supposed to be our savior. He was supposed to be our saving grace. This was we talked about this in Philadelphia sports. We had the the quartet basically when we had Harper, right? We we're, we're going with Harper. We got Carter Hart, right? So Carter Hart, man, what's going on? Is he okay? This this year he is not to blame whatsoever. Last year I was very hard on him, and I and I was getting heat from a lot of people. I mean, the guy had an eight seventy four save percentage. He would duck on every high shot. He just was terrible last year. But you know, I was. Uh, told by countless people it's the horrible defense in front of him and, and i agree to some extent that had a lot to do with it and then it ultimately shakes your confidence but you still got to make saves and bail your team out every once in a while and he was not doing that last year this year he's got i believe uh, around a 912 save percentage with an equally as bad defense in front of him if not worse so he is not the problem neither is martin jones they started off this year with uh, a nice stretch at the beginning of the year where i was saying on my show little plug for flyer and ice uh, on our show. We were saying how um, they have three really good balanced lines. No, really number one line, just three good lines. And we thought they turned the page from last year. And then all of a sudden it's like, it happens again. This team is just God awful. I don't know. I don't know what their, the character traits of this team would be that they shut off coaches so quickly that they, do well at some point honoring a system, and then all of a sudden they don't honor it. Their gap control as far as passing the puck is god-awful. Uh, it's just They're just a bad hockey team. And, and at least, and Dave can attest to this, another hockey guy, at least when they were bad um, pre-Lindros, they still had fighting. You still had Tony Horacek, Terry Karkner, and company dropping the gloves when they were playing bad hockey. So you had something to look forward to. This team has nothing. No grit. Seldom do they hit hard. And obviously they're not scoring or winning games. So it's, it's a hard team to watch. I think you hit it on the head there, though, Dan. The not scoring is what makes this team so unwatchable. If they let up two goals, you might as well change the channel. Correct. They're, they haven't scored more than two goals in a couple games, like a couple games in this losing streak. They're so flat. Just looking last night, they thought they had to juice the jam. They thought they were playing well. They got a lucky goal from Provorov going yeah, off Dallas' skates, and it, they just create nothing exciting. That's the worst part about this team. They are so unwatchable, and it, and it's a shame. Um, Tone, you asked earlier, what's the things they can do? It's a total teardown, in my opinion, and it's, it starts That's with crazy. Mike Yow, Um, But you build around Carter, right? But Carter, I mean, Claude Giroux going at the deadline. I mean, give him some. Let him go in peace. Like, there's just no more hope here, and I, I just think – we just need to tear this thing down. And would I let Fletcher do it? Yes, I would give him one more chance. How about you? Well, they almost have to. They, if they don't make a move soon, I, I, I hate I hate when you um, let a, a GM go through a trade deadline and then get rid of him in the offseason. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. So, I, you know, I think he's going to have one more year. I, I'm not saying I want that to happen. I would have liked for them to have cleaned house when they got rid of AV back you know, a few months ago. Um, but to Dave's point, Claude Giroux has a no trade clause or a no movement clause. My hunch is he'll waive that. And for someone like Giroux, you're going to get a nice young player and draft capital in return. Now you just got to think about other players. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, we gave up a number one draft pick for him last year, hoping that he would uh, want to stay and sign. I haven't been impressed with his play. He hasn't been the heavy hitter that I, that I expected. He hits now and then, but he was a vicious hitter his whole career, and he's just every other game for me. 
he has some trade value perhaps because he's a free agent. So he's not going to he's not going to stay with this club. So you, uh, Keith Yandel, and it's funny, uh, Dave more than likely will be on our show tomorrow for Flyer Nice, four forty-five tomorrow Wednesday, everyone, and we're gonna put our plug. we're gonna put our GM yeah. we're gonna put our GM hats on and talk about players that we would like to see moved and what we could get in return. The thing the thing is we're, we're experiencing right now Keith Yandel as we uh, you know in in a matter of moments when the Flyers play the Islanders will set the all time consecutive games played streak. I don't feel the love for that streak because a he's been a flyer for a minute, you know, 900 and change were over 920 of those games were with uh, another were with other clubs, and he's an absolute defensive liability. So it's a bittersweet thing. Yeah, he's going to set the record, but it just reminds us that he's part of the problem. Was he minus 22, Dave? Something in, in, in that ballpark <laughs> and county. I yeah. mean, listen about Yandel. It's great, and I agree with you. He broke a record, but it's shameless because he's horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of the. He was minus twenty one when we talked last week. So it, right. that's why I say and county. I don't want to look anymore. Yeah, I don't either. He's he's terrible, but it's the only thing they have, so they keep rolling him out there. I think Mark, you had a point. Yeah, no. So I know if we're talking about the trade deadline and everything like that, but I want this kind of going back to your point about the fighting, the lack of fighting. This team has no identity whatsoever. I've been saying that since probably around when the season started back up against last year. They don't do anything well. Besides the fact they're not physical, they don't score, they're not a finesse team, they're not a speed team. Besides Carter Hart being a better goalie this year, and yeah, last year was a lot on him. This year I've at least seen some improvement. But just like even from, I'm more of a novice of the Flyers fan as you guys are. I'm not as heavy in the Flyers. I'll tell you, I look at this team and I can't tell you what, what they do well. What do they do well? Nothing. Nothing. Like it's not even because they weren't even when they were better, and they were in that Montreal series. And Montreal took it to them last year when they got back into it after beating that round robin involved and winning the uh, number one seed. You know, in that weird year, they don't do anything well whatsoever. And that's the thing. Like every team that has something, they have an identity. They have something that makes them them. And they have. There's not one category where they excel and they're average to below average. And now they're below average and we're seeing it. What happens when that doesn't come to fruition? It's, well, it, wait, hold on. It's so funny because Mark's like, I don't know what they do well. I don't even freaking know who these guys are. Like you're talking yeah. Yandel. I hear Candle. Like, honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I don't follow hockey. That's how exciting they are because I don't even know who they are. Right. I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is to, to Mark's point at the beginning of the year, what they did well was we thought they threw out three really balanced lines when they were all healthy and and we were impressed with that and they clearly at at one point were following a system and it's all gone to hell in a handbasket now once they started having injury and COVID issues their organizational or lack of organizational depth has clearly shown they've got very mediocre guys are calling up um, I mean, obviously, you have a little hope in the Cam Yorks of the world. You know, Wade Allison, if, if he ever stays healthy. Frost. Frost, Frost but we're waiting, we're waiting for Frost. Faraby, again. I mean, I know. Right <laughs> is Keep it going, a, Another yeah. injury-prone guy, though. He's injury-prone. Frost? Jack yes. Frost? Yes. <laughs> He's nipping at your nose. <laughs> like, seriously, though. I'm not trying to be. I'm, I'm being honest. I have no idea who these guys are. Uh, just nod to him. No, yes, yes. I, I'm fully transparent. Jake's all on no hockey. But ultimately, so. to answer your question, they uh, Dave Dave said it best. They're, the term retool 
um, that that's nonsense. There's no retool. It's a teardown. Um, this They've team, retooled for 10 years. This team is bad. And, and part of the retool is if they do move on from Fletcher, who was not who was an actually outside the organization hire, yeah. they have to do it again. Um, from Phoenix, right? He came from Phoenix? No, he came from Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. I, 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 All right. You're, you're close. I, yeah. we, I we try. We said Ghost weird to Phoenix. So right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I try, yeah. man. You got to give me a little something here. Yeah. yeah. A little something. So you say tear it down. So Dave says tear it down. Mark, do you tear it down? Oh, 100%. I mean, they've been doing the same thing over and over, like we said. And even when you look back to, like, that Stanley Cup run back in 2010, they kind of, like, made it there on the same kind of morals, but they just had some talent and some things go their way. Remember, they were an eighth seed that got into that into shootout. that series. Shootout win on the last day of the season. And in hockey, it's one of those things where you get the hot hand at the right time, yeah. then you can make some noise. And literally, what, Michael Layton was our goal, goalie half the time? Like Michael Layton. It was, yeah. was Layton Boucher yeah. because Emerson was hurt. Yes. And if you remember, like one of their hottest players that rode that playoff wave into a monster contract, and I just knew it was a waste, was Vili Leno. You remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He signed like a $6 million per year contract with Buffalo and I think was cut halfway through the year. He's yep. terrible. But, yeah, I mean, we had Pronger. So we, 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 we had a young JVR, a young Claude Giroux, Richards and Carter. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, no, he wasn't on that team. But, you know, I, I don't want to start tearing up, so let's move on. No, let's not, let's not tear on because, honestly. In my opinion, that's I mean, let, let's, just, let's just go right past the Flyers now, okay? And we're going to go right and talk about NFL weekend. Oh, and we, I, I got to talk about it, man. We got we got to bring it up, okay? Um, so, again, follow us right here, Heat Ratio Sports. Hit the YouTube subscription. Hit the notification bell. Follow us on social formats. Follow at Steam Pub. Go at Steam Pub on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Um, and, again, they, they get on there with their real draft list. Whenever they do, tap a new beer, whenever they put a new one up behind the bar, it's live tweets online so you know when to get here for the new stock. So go right into this because I was blown away this weekend. I, I didn't sit down. Uh, you know, I honestly knew that the Chiefs and the Bills game was probably going to be the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you guys, man. I, I, did, I did not foresee what was going to happen. I mean, listen, it, it took center states, obviously – it gave us historic, not just moment, moments. So, touching on those games specifically, but also games you recall that had that same feel in your lifetime that you were able to watch. Like I, me personally, I remember that thirty-five to three lead. You know that the Frank Reich led hmm. Bills, right? Who thought the Bills were to come back against Warren Moon in a run and shoot the Houston Oilers, and they did. I thought that game was over. That was a historic moment. But to see. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, we all knew whoever, Dan, whoever was going to get that coin toss, we knew was going to win that game because that's just the way the script was going. But 13 seconds, that couldn't get a first down in 13 seconds, right? And Mahomes goes down and ties the game. So what do you think about this weekend, man? It was it was incredible. I mean, all, all four games were great. I, I, I think they are all, you know, all ended with a field goal, essentially. Final play. Yeah. They all final play. But, Crazy. Um, you know, before we even get to the the overtime, and I th- I think this game, if any game, will once again change the overtime rules. It, it's just my opinion. I, it, it might happen. Play defense. I, no, I disagree. Just no, play defense. No, I don't agree with that. Uh, You're we'll get dead gas. Yeah. You're dead gas at the end of the I game. Say, I, say start at the, coin I say start them at the 50-yard line. Almost like a college NFL's concept, changed. but not the 20. Start them at the 50. Uh, right, the NFL has changed. It's all passing league. It's all like, you know, this world's all now. about acceptance, man. Stop. Nah. 
Let the big boys play. They what, get paid millions. Of dollars. Let what, them play. If they're gay, then put a sub in. Then put a sub in. I mean, Max what, Crosby what never comes out. What sport lets no other team touch the ball if you yeah. are down and score? It's a better team one, right? They, they, oh, they couldn't agree. stop him. But no, let, they let, won the coin flip. Yeah, well, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, right. He's right. If, 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 still if, play the defense. if Josh Allen gets still the ball, got to play defense. No, you're right. But that, but that, that, all, that defense went out the window clearly. Yeah. For, uh, you know the whole the whole fourth quarter. But I was I was screaming at the TV. I was in disbelief that with 13 seconds left, they would kick it out of the end zone. I, you know what? I'm not. No, I, I, anything th- can happen. No, no, no. If, if they kick a high pooch kick, three things are going to happen. He's going to wait for a, a fair catch so that no time goes off the clock. And now you have him further back. He's going to try to he's going to try to run, but again, the ball's pooched high in the air, so the coverage will be there. Or three, they're going to do the they're going to do run and lateral, and the game's going to probably end that way. That's how you had to approach that a, a pooch or a hard a hard squib kick. I was going to say, why not a hard squib kick? Yeah, yeah exactly. One, one of the could, two. You can't. You take I mean, time off the clock because if you give, mm-hmm. say they get the ball back with eight nine seconds, they can't do what they did. No, they should have done what they did to Tony's point to begin with. I totally get that. That being said, if anyone could do anything, it would be both those quarterbacks, but in particular Mahomes. I, that was the worst coverage I've ever seen, though. Oh, like oh. literally, the guy was playing the outside route on Travis Kelsey one on one, and they just ran a quick inside. He saw it the whole way. Like, Mahomes wanted to throw it twice. Did yeah, like, turn he around, so he, open. turn around. He, he, he was so like, open. What are you guarding the outside boundary when they have a timeout? There's no like it made no sense to me. Um, that's on the Bills. You, we all know that. I, I'm with Tony. I, I I think there's risk in kicking it into open field play with those fast runners. Yeah, man. They, I get they, that. they didn't have uh, they didn't have Hill back there, which know, surprised but, me. But behind sight's twenty twenty. Yeah, right? you get the ball with thirteen seconds. You have two plays. You never think they're going 35, 40 yards. Now, now, not at all. I wanted to not see a all. sixty yard field goal attempt just for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, turned out to be very reasonable. It was very reasonable. It but was very... Turn, looking at the weekend in whole, it was the best weekend of playoff football in the history of the NFL, and that that says a lot. I mean, you're looking at games that were decided by a total of 15 points. I think the next closest was somewhere around 20, 21 this round. Um, Every game was phenomenal. Every game was competitive. Every game had its own kind of drama, right? Every game kind of painted its own picture and gave you different scenarios. You look at the Cincinnati-Tennessee game, and you got a young kid, Barrow, you know, just, just looking fearless down there. But it wasn't just Barrow, right? even though he did make some good plays and some key plays when that game, it was Tannehill instead throwing three interceptions, which really just showed the weight that he has on his shoulders. What happened? What happened? Exactly. And then you go to the night game and Rogers looks so disinterested, but he can still win that game. Who lets up a block punt with four oh. minutes left in the game? That's got to go down brutal. as one of the worst special teams played in the history of football. That's and brutal, if man. Rodgers had so many chances to win that game, but you still look at the special teams. And then if you look at it closely, Green Bay had 10 people on the field on the last second field goal by Robbie Gold. How You, you already got a block kick, a block punt, and then you only roll it 10 out there? That's, it, it's it, But again, own story. And then you look at the Tom Brady-Matt Stafford game. Oh. Very surprising that, you know, L.A. was able to do what they needed to do against such a good defensive front, right? Uh, Pierre Paul just couldn't create the pressure, but then to to watch them start to fold under that pressure and then eventually succumb to it and throw that ball to Cooper Cup. Every game was just it, – it was, it was amazing. 
It was. It, it was. was. And Al checking in, who's right here. He's going to be on the mic in about 10 minutes because we're going to get in our NBA section this show. we got to bring the half-court heat brethren in to talk about what is going on with this team. He says the best two days of football of all time. I, I completely agree. No, I do. Uh, it's going to be very – I kept saying that was our Super Bowl. So hard to top that. Like, everything's going to be a disappointment now. When you talk about, like, every game now, are you are you seriously that the San Fran game is going to live up to that hype? No. No, the Cincinnati uh, – come on, man. Cincinnati and Kansas City? They, they, let me ask you guys, does Cincinnati even have a chance? Seriously. No. I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. Here, the problem is Joe Burrow couldn't – you know, like, he was able to do what he did, and you know, they only put up, what, 17 points or 20 points, whatever. But the problem is – he has no offensive line. And honestly, he got sacked nine times against Tennessee. He'll probably get sacked 12 times just because he's going to go against. Melvin Ingram looked great. Yeah, we did. He, he actually looked great. He was back to life. And they Pittsburgh traded him away for nothing. Nothing. So now the problem is what you're looking at that is Kansas City is going to run up the score. Tennessee, Tennessee blew the game. Now, and I and I really want to see, I would love to see Burrow in the Super Bowl. That would be oh. something else. I mean, the storyline so would be Joe absolutely incredible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but there's no way. His line can't protect him. And then Kansas City right now, their offense is on another level. Like, they yeah. started off the year slow, but they're back. Who's stopping who stop Tennessee Nobody. on defense? Right. I mean, I, I mean, who's stopping who, Kansas, stop Kansas City on defense? Nobody's. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. I mean, LA, like, LA is your best chance. The Rams... So I mean that's and that's and honestly I think it's hard it's easy to predict something crazy would have to happen if it's not a KC LA Super Bowl. Uh, listen, I agree. LA was my but my preseason favorite. San Fran, I'm sick of San Fran's two and zero this year against them, so we I shall know. see. Know, yeah, but they but went all three in. times against a team like that. No, I, I, I I'm yeah. predicting the Rams, but it, you never know. The the Rams went all in, and again yeah. I, I say this all the time. You know, listen, I got to give homage to I have. Three man crushes in the NFL. I know them. Okay? Don't say it. Don't they, say yes. it. Yes, and number one is Sean McVay. No, he's yes. such a yeah. number two is Kyle Shanahan. He's good. and number okay. three is Sean Payton. I, I and like Sean Payton two. he he's steps six, down. Yeah. sixteen years today. Yep. Res, resigns to the head coach. Now, now who knows what happens? But I'll tell you what, boys. Th- th- just stay on that for one second. If I'm the Eagles and I'm Howie, I picked up that phone super quick, and I'm saying, what's it take to get Michael Thomas out of New Orleans? No. And into Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm out. Why? Uh, because he's injury prone and can only catch five yard passes. I need someone to stretch the field. And, and I'm not a. Michael Thomas had Drew Brees, right? It's not jail. That's who made Michael Thomas. I'm more on the Ridley train. Yeah. Oh, I like Ridley too. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I like Ridley I, too. I just think we need speed. That that's just my opinion. I'm not out on Thomas if you can get five, six round. You know, fifth, six what? round. What? But I, it, it won't happen. I know that. Dave, but you really like Dave. Michael Thomas? Yeah, he I, stinks. And I can't guard Mike. Are you kidding me? He yeah, stinks. He hasn't played in a while. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, he, I'm, exactly. I'm flabbergasted when played, here. When he played, he had two catches. Uh, what? He played one game, came back with two catches. He had a out. bad ankle, man. That's that. Keep you out for a year and a half. Shut I, up, Demi. He had a year last year. Ask me the year last year. Give me back to 2020. Listen. He was horrible. Michael Thomas. Horrible. Is a top five receiver in the NFL. Oh, no. When he's healthy. You, you, you got to really tell me. Tony's hanging out with Josh Gordon. When, when he's when he's <laughs> healthy. What's that? You think you're hanging out with Josh Gordon? I'm, I'm telling you, man. I don't know what's no. going on here, man. I, I, Michael I'll Thomas be, all of a sudden was, stinks? He, no, when he was healthy, he was a beast. Yeah, There's no I'll, doubt about it. 
Yeah. But maybe maybe he's healed now. So I'll be in the middle of you guys because I wouldn't say he's a top five receiver right now. For him for but sure. I would take him. I would take him maybe if like a third rounder, if you're trading a third rounder for him for the potential. But here's the problem. And Tony, I think you're gonna disagree with me. Uh, but, probably. But, it's all right. That's what we do. But I, I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna want to come here with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback because their offensive uh, numbers aren't gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. You're another Hurts hater. I'm, I'm, I'm a Hurts hater. I'm sorry. Like that's I'm all not right. To it's hate. all good. Like, it's all I like good. What, I like what he is as a team, uh, a locker room leader, and everything like that. But honestly, I don't think he has a harm, arm talent. I don't think it's gonna get better. I think what you see from his arm is what it's gonna be. And I don't think that changes. Like, a good point is Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver on the free agent market, obviously. He's not coming here. His production's going to go down. Whether you like Jalen Hurts or not, you got to be realistic with yourself. And you got to say, I'm going with somebody with a big arm if it's not Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I can't go from what I was doing with Aaron Rodgers to Jalen Hurts, who, you know, I mean, yes, he's going to be the number one receiver here. We're going to have both of Devontae's, but. His production's going to go down. Like, he's got to think about, you know, his numbers and everything like that. And it's not here. So, when you look at that, like, yes, if you can trade into a situation like Michael Thomas or even Calvin Redley, who is probably the more obtainable wide receiver, it's still going to be tough. Like, to get a big name like that, I don't think it's going to happen. But you got to hope to luck into a trade like that. But like I said, if, if they could get Michael Thomas, I agree. I'm Howie. I'm on the phone seeing what you can get it for him. I I, I got to ask because I do. I, I know Dave's eating right now. I don't know what's in his egg roll or yeah, what's yeah, in the beer that he's drinking, right? Stick. Okay, but all right, we're, we're, we're 28. He's 28 years old, okay? Yep. Let me just read this off to you. Okay, I don't care Drew Brees or not. 92, 104, 125, 149. He has the best cat the best catch percentage in a 1500 yard receiving season ever since 1992. Are you kidding me? This guy stinks because for, it, wait a minute. One year. One year he hurts an ankle, gets 40 catches. <laughs> yeah. On a bad no, on a bad ankle. So my 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 belief is with him. Talk to me, Dave. I, I Help think, me out. I do think quite possibly this guy was all a little roided or, or oh. like, listen, I, I just think Wait, the end here, he does not beat you with speed. He did not come in on college as a highly ranked um, wide receiver. I know he's from Ohio State, um, but I just don't I just don't believe in Michael Thomas. I think the end is there. And it's it's no offense. He's also a little bit of an egomania. It's just not a guy I want on my team. Um, stinks might have been a strong word, but he's a guy that I think is <laughs> it, it's long past time for he's him. He's probably going to show a lot of rust. And I just don't. Yeah, of course you're going to show a lot but of rust. But, you but know, a guy that's, that's again, Tony, I mean, he, what was 149? How many how many yards did he have? He averaged, I think, 11 per catch. Uh, I got to go back to but it. But it was something around there. 11, 12 per catch. He's just not a guy that stretches the field and does things. Do you think that gets better over time? 28, 29? Do you think that really gets better? I don't know. That, he's a re- Here's my thing. He's a reliable pass catcher for a guy in Jalen Hurts who I think can be very serviceable. On this team, he can be serviceable. if he gets the right guy. Yeah, and, but, and Dave, you're talking. Yeah, you're right on. You're 11 points to 11.6, 12.0, and 12.4. That's his yards per catch for four years that he was healthy. And, and how do you get those balls? It's on timing routes. It's on guys that slants, you know, deep slants, right, hard slants, right but, across but the middle. That, and where's our weakness? I mean, Hertz needs to get that game going to, to prove we could get a Michael Thomas. But again, I don't. I think it's a good debate. I, I think it's fair. Well, the other guys we talked about last week were Mike Williams, Christian Kirk. I want no wide receivers there. And Allen Robinson, right? Those are the guys we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, I, lo- I love Christian Kirk. But did you guys look at it last year's wide receiver free agents? The top yeah. two were Kenny Galladay oh. and Curtis Samuel. But it just doesn't work. In Kenny Galladay was like coming out, out yeah. of a nursing home. He's got a bad hip. I mean, what what did you expect? Same with I Thomas. Like, right? 
Yeah, but that's an ankle. That's an ankle, though, Dave. You're no, not going to get me on that. Not going to get me on that. I'm, I, I'm a I can't catch Mike guy. Okay, so I love me some Michael Thomas. So yeah. I, I'm all in. Al says has to be the Rams versus the KC for the people. Anything less isn't going to work. Yeah, 100% agree. Nobody else wants that. Rick, who just left here, he's gonna he went somewhere else. Not going to mention the name. That's okay, because you met some buddies that I'm watching from a mile away. Rick, as always, make sure you join for our Wawa segment a little later yeah. as well. Um, but, yeah, Dave, you make a good point about the free agent wide receivers, right? Because, again, you know, you 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 got to watch how you spend money. Obviously, you want to build through the draft. You, you really, really do. Um, so I, I think that those free agents were kind of like they were strapped in the sense that they kind of peaked, right? A Christian Kirk is a guy to me who's still young enough that's just finding that stride. And I'll tell you what, you know, if he's utilized the right way, he every bit could be a, a 1B to Devontae 1A, right? I agree. So that, 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 you know, and then you add Goddard, then you have that one, two, three combo. And, and the interesting part about the Eagles is what do you do with Miles Sanders, right? Because you're going to have to pay him money if you want him to stay here, right? Whether we like it or not, he's going to, it's market value, right? So I don't know. I'm, I'm confused because. Running backs to me seem like a dime a dozen, unless you have one of the upper echelon guys. So, so I, I don't know, man. There, I agree with you. Kirk, coming out of A&M, was fantastic, has the ball skills. He was what we thought Rager would be. Yeah. So you can put him Very in nice. and be Rager, and I'm good. See um, you, Rager. Cut Miles Sanders, or, or at least, I, I don't know what you do. Dime a dozen. Goodbye. Yeah, for that I, reason. I, I'm, with, I'm with you 100%. Running backs, you got Kenny G, which Mark and I are big fans of. I think he can do just as well in that situation. And that's where you can actually dive into free agency and get serviceable people. It's in the running back game. You saw what happened yes. with Jordan Howard this year. So I don't spend my money. If Kirk comes, I'm good. Um, the other guys, mm. but um, I actually go for wide receiver in the draft. That's where I go. Yeah. I like the younger guys. We've seen it over the years. Jefferson, obviously, this year with Chase. That's really where the game is transforming to. No, you're right. You're right. What do you think, Mark? Well, I think the one thing is you look at you know, some of the more valuable wide receivers like in the past couple of years. I mean, you look back to the Super Bowl year and you look back when Alshon signed for a one-year prove-me deal, right? So I think if you can get a wide receiver who's willing to do that for a prove-me deal, because I think the way that free agent wide receivers go this year shows you Curtis Samuel going to Washington and Kenny Galladay going to New York, neither were really recipes for success. Like, it wasn't meant to happen. Like, you know, Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones, like, the situations were not great. Obviously, I know Daniel New York Jones. thought that they had more. But, like, you think about it, if they can get one of these. Now, if, if they have to pay money to one of these guys, no. But with, uh, you know, if you, for some reason, say Mike Williams doesn't get what he wants and you can get him on a prove-it deal, I love Mike Williams. I, I love think, Mike Williams. But, 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 but can he stay healthy? Well, that's. But I think that's the chance you take at this point he, to get a good got, wide he, receiver. So you he gotta, got a couple head injuries too. You got to be careful. Of. Right. I mean, but you have to. You so have maybe to, he'll sign with the Eagles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Man, I'm Mark, just saying, I'm if, you can, if you can catch somebody on a good deal, yeah. if you can catch somebody on a good deal. You're not giving a Kenny Galladay deal to anybody. Nobody on here except for no. Devonte Adams. But we know Devonte Adams is happening. Well, here's the thing. So, do you think? Let's say it says, do you think Devonte Adams stays? If Aaron Rodgers goes, because that's I, what it's going to be up to. You I mean, know that, I right? I, I think so. Well, because I, I they can franchise tag him. They can. Yeah, but it's he can also play, he can also the, say screw it. Yeah, hold now. But that's the thing, like, and to be with Jordan Love, I, I, <laughs> I'm saying he he's got options out there. I mean, look, if they franchise tag him, he's stuck. But that's a lot of money to pay to a wide receiver when now you don't really have the quarterback. No, you're right. 
You're right. No, it 100%. Makes you think. It does make you think. And we're going to have more in this, you know, throughout the season because there's a lot of offseason left. There's so many different moves, pre-draft, post-draft, free agency camp. But the last thing to close is NFL talk. I, I, I got to call major, major violation. Not to play on, you know, Mikey Miss, but Jimmy G, was there ever a worse quarterback, okay, uh, a fraudulent quarterback to be able to and not only win, but then to come off the field and Green Bay act like you did something. You suck. He did nothing. Like, he's out there waving to the fans, putting his arms up like, yeah, look at me. Yeah, we beat Green Bay. We beat F the Packers. He was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. You probably got to go back to Trent Dilfer, but he wasn't as he was an absorbent. Yeah. Right. And he wasn't, yeah, yes. he wasn't, and, exactly. And, but I, I got to say that um, – Jimmy G stinks. He's terrible. Stinks. And, like, and really I, I bad. I can say with confidence. But this team is built so – and when you said your second man crush is Kyle Shanahan, yes. I'd almost put him as my first in this NFL coaching tree. Just he, – he's so creative in the run yes. game. He's so patient with that team. Like, I would have hit the plug a few times on Jimmy, and Trey Lance would have been in that game the other day. And I just knowing his inefficiencies and inability to stretch the field. But um, he, he knew a way he could get there, and you're – but back to Jimmy. He, you're right. He stinks, and I, he is so lucky to be there. But they're built so much outside of Jimmy G. They got a great shot this weekend. They really do, just because how they're built outside that quarterback. Yeah, I just think that it hinders him. I mean, he's not worried about pig skin. He's worried about other skin. I mean, good yeah, for yeah, him. Is. His skin game Every is announcer. You know, his yeah, skin he, game is legendary. He's kicking game. Okay, I'm just called it. His skin game is legendary. But throwing a football, forget about it, man. He does nothing for me. My buddy Tank checking it says Debo. He's talking about Debo, and that's another guy. Fellas, if Debo Samuel stays healthy, and Dave, you brought up about creativity. Uh, Mark, I know you play fantasy as well. I, I was looking at these stats and, you know, just doing statistical data based on wide receivers when we talk about the NFL. Debo was a top three receiver in stats this year. That's how good he was, and he was hurt half the time, even though he played through injury. But is this guy that good? His usage. I mean, he's dependable. He's yes. he's, he's out there. He can Not only can he catch the ball, he can run the ball. Yep. He gets to holes. He does it all. I mean, it's. He could do a lot for you, and you need a gadget guy. Like, I think that's honestly what the Eagles thought that Reger was. Like, I know you guys made the reference to Christian Kirk, but I think they thought, oh, well, you know, he could return punts, and he could return kickoffs, and he can run the ball in the backfield. I mean, you know how many times – I mean, he and Reger was actually more efficient running the ball than he was receiving the ball. That's terrible. See, the thing is, Debo can do both. Reger can't do – I mean, and Reger got hurt on that one touchdown in Detroit where he, like, hurt his – or something like no. that. So the one time he actually made a positive play, <laughs> he got hurt. So, but the thing is, you look at Debo Samuel, I mean, it, it's truly incredible what he can do because he's a gadget and he's a legit receiver. He's not like, you know, just a gadget guy. He can do it all. I, I completely agree. I, he does everything and it goes right back to Dave and talking about creativity as well. So, this is where we kind of break the show up a little bit. So we, we, we went through Flyers, went through NFL, with we, we went through the Eagles uh, on, you know, I didn't know we were talking about Eagles, but that's what happens in the show. <laughs> they had curveballs every now and then. I found out Mark is a haterade. That's why I'm going to kick his ass off the mic in a couple minutes and bring my man Al in so we could talk NBA. No no disrespect, Mark, but I, I'm a hurt. I'm a it's hurt. It's all guy. good, but I mean, you'll <laughs> just let the tape prove it. Just watch the tape. Watch the tape. <laughs> what, what's the tape say, right? What's the tape say? Why, why we switch around right now, we got to go to our trivia question. Uh, and as always, right, we, we have one trivia question, right? 
right? We have one trivia question tonight. And tonight, as always, our trivia question tonight is brought to you by Prime Roofing of Southampton, PA. Not only do they rescue your roof, but they get it done right. Visit them today at www.primeroofingpa.com. Uh, he has a, a, my man Bernie tell him HRS has sent you. We got he gives us free gear to give out every single week for these trivia questions. Uh, and again, we also have uh, we don't have a second trivia question tonight, but I got to throw it up there because these are our sponsors. And brought to you by the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame, who houses the world's largest selection of bobbleheads. Visit bobbleheadhall.com. We have the Joe Leonardi bobblehead to give away right there tonight with another trivia question. If we get the first one. So it's a perfect trivia question because we're going to ship to Sixers talk right now. And the trivia question is this, and please do not Google this. The last three Sixers to score 50 points in a game. Last February was in B. Iverson, 10 times before that. Who was the third to do it? Again, in B, Iverson, the third Sixer to score 50 points in a game. And again, just did it a couple of games ago, too. Yeah, yeah, what's that? He did it a couple Again, of games ago. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, dude is phenomenal. He's just dominating, dominating the NBA. And that's why it's a perfect time to bring my man, Alan. Al, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Throw that mic in there. Put Get that mic nice and loud because, mic, listen, I got to tell you, whenever you see the tweets go out for the Sixers on half four heat, you see the tweets go out on heat ratio sports, it's all my man, Al. My man, Al, lives, breathes, and sleeps to Philadelphia Sixers. And I love how he was getting some flack back and forth going Joker and Bede, Joker and Bede. That's going to be for a show as well. But right away, we got to start off. At the Sixers continue to be held hostage by Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid is dominating the NBA competition. I think we all agree. The question is, are we wasting his prime? And the reason why I ask that is Daryl Moore comes out and wants to get cute, saying, let's just wait. Let's just wait to the, to the end of the year. We'll worry about it in the offseason. You have a guy that's going toe-to-toe with every single team, not resting on back-to-backs, playing 30, 35, 38 minutes, just complete destroying competition, putting his team on his back. Al, what gives with this? Can, can this be sustainable? And number two, do you feel that finally the trigger will be made to get Ben Simmons his rightful spot the hell out of Philly? No. <laughs> that was yo. Wait a minute. Mark your back. Mark. <laughs> no. 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 I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I agree. I agree with him. A lot of people don't, but I do. I'm not giving them away for a bag of garbage. I'm not giving them away for this bottle of water. I'm going to max out what we can get for him. And if we have to wait to do it, then we have to wait to do it. I know Embiid is playing out of his mind, and and he can possibly win MVP this year. But so I'm just supposed to give him away just to make a deal? I'm I'm not interested in that. That's just my personal opinion. I will wait, and if whatever, whatever, everybody's crushing him for this. Uh, We stole Curry. We stole Curry from Dallas. Uh, Maxi, he made that. Are you talking about Daryl Morey? Yes. Uh, uh, need I keep going on on the deals that he has made? So he's not just out here doing Horford. Nothing. Got rid of Horford. No, yeah, I was got Horford. rid of Horford. He got rid of Horford. Oh yeah, got rid of Horford. Yeah, got rid of Horford. The Thunder, yeah. right? Whoever thought if mm-hmm. we would have thought a year behind, backwards, we said, "Oh man, we would never be able to get rid of Horford." He got rid of 
Horford. What I think it was like in the first two weeks. Yeah, he did. He I mean, he got rid of that contract right away. You got to give the man an opportunity to do what he's going to do. I know, I know, we can't do the the number one the p word in this city in any sport, but we need some patience. I know everybody's allergic to that. You know I am. You know I am. But but hold on, Dave. Hold on, real fast. I just I just want to. I, w- I want to ask Al this, and I'll yeah, get to you, only because I want to piggyback off what he said about not giving him away. I I understand. But my point is, and my question to you is, what is waiting going to actually do? Right now, it's a toxic situation. Nobody in the NBA, obviously, is willing to give up a lot for Ben Simmons. It- it's obvious. They know. I mean, would you, as a GM, want to bring that to your town? And number two, when you're talking about a guy like, Mr. Halliburton out there in Sacramento and a couple first-round picks. Right now, you're getting zero production for Ben Simmons, and you will never get production for Ben Simmons again. Never. So if you're getting a guy who's a 24-, 25-year-old player that you can build around with Embiid, obviously build around Embiid, but a guy, another piece, you mentioned Kerry, which I love Kerry, but I still don't think – I think he's overexposed a little bit, playing too many minutes. I think that's why the turnovers are up. And he he constantly, he's tired. He's not ready to play the role that he is. And I think that'll allow him to play less minutes. But my main question to you is, if they wait, do you really think they're going to get more than what they would get right now? Well, that's not guaranteed, obviously. Right, right. And that's my point. That's all I reason. It's a crapshoot either way. Okay. But I, I think it's worth the risk. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, not saying, of course, we're going to – we wait, uh, what is it, June or let's just say August, and we're going we're gonna to get a slam dunk, and that's guaranteed. No. We could still bomb out, but I think it's worth the risk. That's what I'm saying. No. I, listen, that that's fine. Everybody has your opinion on it. Uh, I, Dave, what do you got, I, buddy? I wanted to ask Al a quick question. Today, a lot of stuff came out, Al. And I think it's smoke coming from Maury. I think it's coming from the Sixers. Talk about James Harden doesn't like living in New York. He doesn't like the apartments. He doesn't like the taxes in Brooklyn. And he's going to test free agency. Do you think that's Maury's way of throwing some signals out there? Yo, Brooklyn, let's make that deal now instead of the offseason or even up the price from some other teams. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see that happen. I think that's a lot of smoke there. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, that, first of all, it would have to be a signing trade, first of all. Uh, and it would have to be a trade on us because we got the salary to get rid of. They don't. They they He's a free agent, so he could walk. So they, it would just be getting something back from them. So I, I can't really see it happening. I don't really – I think there's, there's so many. Uh, what, uh, did, didn't Maury say it's like a Joe Smo website of this and <laughs> Joe Smo and, and – and, and, Broadcast, it's just this Heinz ketchup website. I mean, they're just making up websites and they they broadcast it and everybody puts it out just because that somebody says it. Just because they say it, that doesn't mean it's real. The only person I take a big uh, credence from is Woj. And, and Shane. Him, oh, come on, it'll only be about Shane. Well, 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 him too, but I'm talking about big time, big time rumors. If it's coming from him, I believe. Anybody else is suspect. Come on, well, man. Skip's got the first word all the time. Did, didn't <laughs> the, didn't didn't Maury confirm on Mike Yumis' show that there was indeed action going on between them and Sacramento? Yeah, listen, well, it, it, it's open, but but here's my thing: yeah. if Ben Simmons what w- was so 
like every if everybody was just lining up for Ben Simmons, you wouldn't have to create storylines. Yeah. The problem you were creating storylines because nobody wants us, dude. Right. Nobody and, wants them. And, we, actually, too, he did say, if you remember, you you were you were listening to what he said. He he gave you a little morsel. He said Sacramento knows the deal that they can get if they want to make a deal. So it's obviously a Maury said. Hey, this is what I want, and if you want to make a deal, let's do it. They probably want to throw Tobias in, right? Please, yeah, get him out. You got to understand, Tony. You know this. What's the value of trading right (laughs) now? Right? It's February 10th is when it's going to happen. Right? You know, and if it doesn't happen that day, it's off season, like Al said. He needs to keep building the value, and I agree. There's not much value. Small market philosophy. And my small market philosophy, I've said it before. Those teams out there that can't get a Ben Simmons and free agency, even though he may not have a lot of value to me, you, you know, the guys have seen him for five, six years. Um, a team like Minnesota, a team like Cleveland, a team like Sac that can never ever sign those types of guys, I think could take a shot on him. I still think the deal can get done with Sacramento. I think it can get done with Portland too. I'm not counting them out. Outside of that, if it's not those two, I don't see Atlanta. I don't like the John Collins. Yeah, um, I'm not a big fit. fan of that deal. Yeah, it's not a good fit here. Yeah, nah. and I just don't think you get a good package out of Cleveland. Uh, if you get Dejounte Murray, oh, I, I'm in. I'm all in. Get Dejounte Murray, man. Forget about it. It's over. If we can get him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah look, I'll look. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. I'm yours. Done. Yeah. Well, him and Lonnie Walker, right? Was that the deal? Oh, yeah, uh, it could be him and me. Yeah. It could be him and me. Well, I'll tell you what. Wait a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on what Al said in the beginning and say he's not giving up Ben Simmons for anybody. I, I'm giving up Tobias for anybody. Anybody in here want to play, I will give you up to come to us and give you Tobias, okay? Because he stinks. He is the biggest – listen, he's the biggest thief in the NBA. He looks at stats. Those stats – mean I've never seen more shallow stats in an NBA player before in my life. I go to the games. I'm in there half the time. He's the softest player I see on the court. He never finishes plays. He's always hitting the rim. He's I'm sorry. And then he comes up, why are you building me? You should like, like, stop. 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 You, you're getting $40 million a year. A year for more than I'll make in my lifetime. And you can't hit a three. And you can't hit a jump shot. You can't create your own shot. It's ridiculous. He got me all worked up over Tobias. Now, Mark started it. Mark started the Tobias talk. So, yeah. yeah. His, his aggression is. Uh... Say, so, Al, is, Al, Al, I got Al's a law for words. I, I, I scream at the, the TV a lot on him. He has an advantage. Every almost every game, and he doesn't take advantage of. It. He could take almost every yes. person he that plays him off the dribble, and he the lays it short or he lays it off the backboard, and maybe it doesn't oh. go in. You got to go to the hoop with a more authority than he does, and I'm I can't understand why he doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I completely agree. And here's an example. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, As we're watching live right now against the scrubs from the Pelicans, we've got nobody playing tonight. Nobody. J- Jackson Hayes is like their best. Uh, him and Herman Gomez. My DFS line. Right? Come on. Right? Did you Jose the, did Alvarado. You, did you play the right hand and go yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I like Alvarado, by the way. Yeah, just, Alvarado. Just a little bit. Yo, remember him and Pitt and made that run? Ooh. Right? Yeah, it was man. Biggest tournament, I he's, think. He's a nice hit, DFS right? player. No, tonight. Georgia Tech. I'm sorry. He's Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Bobby Cribbins, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Bobby Cribbins. They, they won the Definitely. ACC last year, but he balled out, if I remember right. 
I think it was G Tech. But anyway, yeah, they got nobody tonight. No Ingram. Nobody. Um, it's just they they're actually throwing this game and we're losing. <laughs> See that? So here's a good so my buddy Tank checking in he says hey, Tobias misses more layoffs than Ben used to. I think that's an accurate statement. Uh, it might be an accurate statement. It's it, not saying much though. No, yeah, it's <laughs> It's bad. But at least Ben would take it to the hoop and dunk on somebody. As long as nobody was in front of him. Except for when the playoffs came about. You're not going to see Tobias doing that type of thing. Isaiah Joe's hitting a three. but that was Alexander Walker. Oh, sorry. That was Null. N-A-W. Sorry. N-A-W. You want to talk about a guy that puts up shots and never scores. Low, high volume, low output. But, hey, I mean. So I think I'm with you 100% with this. Don't waste them. Be I can't I, waste them. Really, I like I, Mark it. and I talked about it on the ride up. And to Al's point, I think it's a good point that you know you don't want to give away nothing or get nothing for something. But can't you just then turn that around in the offseason, right? Like bring me Halliburton, bring me Heald, bring me a couple first round picks. And then the Nets are sitting there dead in the water, and they know Harden's going to leave. Couldn't you then flip those two for Harden? Couldn't you? <sighs> Listen, man. Because uh, signing trade, it's a Jimmy Butler deal. Remember what we got uh, for Jimmy? Please don't bring that name but, up. But remember what we got. Was, I'm still crying over But it was him. Josh Richardson and a plate of wings. And really, that's what happens in signs and trades, right? And so I think it's possible that if you trade now, that value could still get you hard in the offseason. My opinion. I, I, I mean, listen, Mark, Mark, if you got something, just come behind them and throw sorry, get, get on the mic. It's all good, man. We we got a big camera here, man. Like, I know you're you're, you're over there. Let, talk. Let's go, brother. Yeah, no, you can't bring up Jimmy Butler around me. I got his jersey as soon as I possibly could. I love Jimmy Butler. Why are you so crying? You're still crying, but, man. I'm oh, still crying. Absolutely. But here's I'm still crying. And now I wanted to get in on Tobias. You know, <laughs> the thing is with him, he wouldn't be here if the Sixers didn't flub up the 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 Ben situation yes. or the Jimmy situation. Because Great the point. thing is, like I said, Elton Brand played fantasy basketball. He went out and got everybody for a half a season. So once you lost Jimmy, there's no way you can justify trading all those assets for those picks and to not bring either Jimmy or Tobias back. So they had to choose. Yeah. Brooklyn was all in on Tobias. And that would have been a, now their franchise would be a lot different if they actually made that deal and they pulled the trigger. And the thing is with me, I agree. Like, I, like as Dave said, we were talking about like with the Halliburton thing. You could totally flip that to Brooklyn if you want to. I don't want to trade him for nothing, but at the same time, you got to get something. Yeah. You got to get something. You really do. You do. And my thing is, I've been, everybody wants them to trade one, then trade him in September and everything like that. I get that. Time is of the essence. But December or February 10th, that's the date that's going to matter. That's what's going to change things. If, if Ben's still here as of that point, then we got a problem. And I'm okay with saying that. But until then, I'm trusting Maury. And I think that a lot of this stuff, even the hardened stuff, I think actually favors the Sixers because I think Maury right now is saying we're going after we're going after Harden if you guys don't give us anything for Ben now. No, leave it that. We almost had Harden too. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, let me say Max, this. Yeah. What's up, Al? Everybody's going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we're always it's Philadelphia. We're always disappointed. Whole man. Philly is going to be on fire. Uh, fire Maury. Fire this. Fire this person. I don't think it's going to happen. Well. 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 Look. Speaking about disappointments, it's a, a perfect, perfect, perfect segue right here. Okay. We're on the Sixers. And again, still nobody got our trivia question. 50 point games. Embiid, Iverson, who else? The third Sixer 50 point games. Most recent. Most recent. Most recent Sixer. Employees of Heat Ratio are not qualified for this question. 
Uh, but keep it that way. I'll keep it that way. I'll, because I, I don't think anybody's going to get it because we've already had a couple bonehead answers, and I don't think anybody's going to get it, which is all good. So I got to talk about Doc. And Al, you're the perfect guy for this because I got to ask you. I know you, what man. you're going to say. I got to ask. Doc Rivers has been very vocal <laughs> about demanding respect from the media when it comes to his decisions. Does he have a point? It's a common question. And, and, and again, I, I'm sorry. Like, again, your basketball knowledge when it comes to coaches uh, far exceeds mine. So that's why I, I'm going to pivot to you. But all I have to say is Doc did lose a 24 point lead. All the guy asked, which was Austin Krell, all he asked was, hey, Doc, what, you know, what coaching contributed to this loss? I, I don't think that's a problem. You're not pop, Doc. You're not uh, pop. So to say, would you ask pop that? I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, Al, honestly, your you're honest, 100 transparent opinion. Doc Rivers, is he right or wrong here? Well, he's wrong. He's wrong about what he's, how he said it what his response was okay all right so what they're saying first of all let me make sure to me he did not compare himself to to, to to bob he did not he that, i think that's just the first name that came to his head and then that's why he said that name so everybody just crushing him saying he's i don't think he compared himself to pop but i just think he answered it wrong of course coaching had something to do with it players everybody has something to do with it but you just gotta. He just had this. His response should have been a lot different. I think he was a little annoyed by something somebody else said before that, and then when that person said that, that just pissed him totally off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he 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 just said it wrong. He just gotta say it a little different. That's all. He did the same thing to Keith Pompey to some extent. Yes, though, he did, yeah, which was wrong. He's not, he he's hating on Keith Pompey. I dude. actually watched that whole thing that night. Did you watch the whole presser? Yeah, and um, I tweeted right after because I was like, they. And I'm, I'm not backing down. It was a total inappropriate response from Doc Rivers, in my opinion. Um, and I'm not the media. You know, we're not necessarily. We're just guys talking about sports. So I'm not siding on the media here, per se. But it was a fair question. You just blew a 24-point lead. You've been known to blow 20-point leads. Look back in the playoffs to Atlanta Hawks. It's a fair question that you can simply answer. I agree with that. Answered it probably wrong. Took it personal. But you, you have a responsibility to answer those questions from the media when they're fair like that. And I just thought he took it personally and went the wrong way. And it shows me a little weakness in Doc, right? Yeah. And, and it really shows me he's living on the edge here. And, I mean, there's some doubt. We've all had some doubt in Doc. Um, we were excited to bring him in and, and get some accountability. I think that was yeah. the big thing we wanted with Doc. It's a great word for but that. But when, when you start seeing, you know, you lose – to the Atlanta Hawks, which are now like the 10th seed in the East, that they're terrible. Um, and then you lose these leads consistently. You got to answer these questions. You do. I think it was, I think it was a, a Bush League move by Doc that night. Uh, we got, we, 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 hold on. We, we got an answer. Um, we got a guess. I, I, lo- I like this name. Our man Larry checking in says, Willie Burton. Is it close? Is it Willie he, he Burton? Been number four. Wow, been number Larry, four. that's a great that's guess. A good, that's a, good guess. That's a yeah. really yeah. good guess. Point, like, we'll give we'll give you a hint. It was the year after Willie Burton. Wow, that's that that, that to me though, Dan, that sounds like that that's a good this uh, guy's on the verge. That, that, he's on the verge, but the that's a good honorable part. mention. That that's yeah, yeah. that's prime roofing prime roofing gear worthy. What's what I'm thinking? So we'll get the Doc Rivers Yes, yes. We, we we got some prime goofy <laughs> gear for for Larry. And listen, also, the, you know, Tank says 
blows three one leads in the playoffs, right? We're, we're, Love they, you, Tank. The Sixers are disrespecting the Philly media and fans. I see. I like this. That's my. That's my man. He knows. This he is knows. Right up your alley when they yeah. start saying that stuff. Yes, you know that. You know that. Well, well. Here's the thing. Can I ask this? Because again, I'm going to be honest. Um, when I ask, is Doc overrated? Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Go, go, Dan. Let's the, go. The king of heat was all over me two weeks ago. Why? What did I do? I was all over Doc, and you went off on me about, about, uh, about, Doc? about his players. And, uh, you know, it's not his fault he had this player in uh, L.A. Are you sure that was me? No, I know it was you. It was the man to my left. No, I think I was. No, I was thinking I was Nicky yeah. Nuts. No, Nicky. No, it wasn't Nicky Nuts. <laughs> I, I, went on, I, 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 went I don't off, remember I went that at all. On Doc, and I, you I'm defended not going him. that far and saying he's overrated. I'm not, and, and he's been a way, disappointment. I'll put it that way. And, and by the way, in that terrible loss, which it was a terrible loss. A terrible. We terrible. are eleven and four in our last fifteen. Okay, so let's not forget Rainbow Al playing, over here. We're playing very well right now. I it, know. That was a terrible loss, but we're, we're not. That's what he should have came back and said. Yes, we didn't play good tonight. We blew this lead. We relaxed. Did they, they steal any playing. games, Al? Did they steal any games in this streak? Uh, yes. Uh, we we won. They won against, who they, what the games they should have won, in my opinion. No, but they also won games that they was that they shouldn't have won. That's what I'm asking. Uh, we, we beat Miami, we beat Chicago in the street, and we went to Brooklyn and and, and, and won with KD and Harden. Now we didn't play. Uh, Kyrie wasn't back for that game, yeah, but KD good, and Harden right, was there. Good, for that those game. are good ones. So the only thing Tone I'll say about Rivers is it depends where you rate him, right? Yeah. I rate him as a middle of the road coach. So at that point, is he overrated? Probably not. He's a middle-of-the-road coach. So um, I want to Doc Rivers to be here. I wanted him to grow the young kids. Me too. And and what I can give Doc Rivers a lot of credit about is Embiid is absolutely a new man. He is so refreshing to hear. Yeah, and and I think Doc – and I think a lot of that's Doc. So I give him a lot of credit from that standpoint. His in-game play – you know, it can be. We, we His can rotations are very questionable. They're, they're questionable. Like, hey, Corkmark played I defense in the last two weeks ago. But you got to replay but, that show from two weeks ago. But we got to give him credit <laughs> for who Embiid is right now. And you, that, that's where I do give Doc credit. So, so oh, okay. Okay, maybe. But I think he's got a, a phenomenal coaching staff to help Joel as well, right? You're soft you You wanted to crush him, didn't you? What, with, with who? You, uh, you, wanted to, you wanted to crush Doc, didn't you? I, no, I'm just uh, – here's the thing. I want a Doc here, right? I feel it in my bones that you want to crush him. <laughs> Get him out. You know yeah. what it is? I, I don't like the snappiness at the media. That bothers me. Yeah, like, I honestly, I just – I feel like, bro, who are you? Like, like, relax. Like, you know, Doc. Come on, stop it. Stop it. This is Philadelphia. You, you've been around. <laughs> you already know, right? I want to jump in here. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. say the key – phrase that he said in his response to Austin Krell was I earned that he's won one championship with three Hall of Famers so that so when you say I earned that that's where I say all credits lost so he's making himself like that I really and I was I was a component for him I wanted him here me too we go back to our old fourth and go shows we wanted him here we thought he would be way more competent than Brent Brown but you look he he has but he, you're seeing the same mistakes that Brett Brown made, and it kind of has to do with the players. But I think Embiid has taken that step forward. But remember, I think, was it the 
uh, I forget who they played. I don't think it was Brooklyn, but they played another one where they couldn't get a shot off at the end of the game. They couldn't get out from half court. Um, it was earlier in the season. And it was a very Brett Brown-esque type of play coming out. <laughs> it was. It I was. love it. No, so, I love I mean, it. I don't. Again, I don't know if I can go overrated, but honestly, he's been a huge disappointment because he's had more and done less than he should be able to do. I honestly. listen. I agree. And Tank checking in again says, "Yes, he is overrated. He won his championship with Hall of Famers in Boston." So Tank's on the, the overrated doc train as well. I mean, listen. He he came from Clipperland, and that was a really bad loss that year, man. That was a really and then and then to come right to us and do the same thing from Atlanta. That's that that that's tough. Dan I, Dan's getting nuts over here. I also say it's a different that, Tony tonight. I, I also say that uh, coaching Six, coaching Six gets change too faces. much blame, <laughs> and I think, in my opinion, coaching gets way too much blame, and the players play, and and then that last game, that game seven, Ben. Our, our superstar had eight turnovers. As a team, we had 19 turnovers. So those type of things are on, not on Doc. Doc In my opinion, that sucks. Doc isn't out on the court. Doc can coach. It got to a point, though, where stress should never even play. happen, though. Huh? They were get, they were starting to feel the heat. Oh, yeah, of course. And I it mean, should never got to that. You're building but if, but and you're they, supposed they, to win. Yeah, but they had a big lead, and it should, and it should never have gotten to that point. 100%. You're right. And if I see Cosmos anymore, I'm going to like jump out. We got the breaking news. We got breaking news right here on Heat Radio Sports. I think we got we got double answers. Oh, double the answers. Double answers here on the trivia question. We got Tank and Rick checking in with Dana Barrows. That is the correct answer. And ding dong. That is it. So, Larry, that's a great, great come, uh, you know, uh, honorable mention with Willie Burton. And, and Tank and Rick, man, Dana Barrows, that's a great call, 100%. Now, now Tank's still – listen, he's still going on a train here. I don't credit Doc for Embiid's development. It says nobody else has developed on this team. Al, do you agree with that? Maxie. Uh, Tyrese Maxie. That's, that's Cassell. That's Sam Cassell. But, but that's yeah. still Doc. You can't – you can't – you can't, like, say, oh, no, that's one person. That's not – you got to give him some credit, and I think – Doc has gave him um, more aggression. Do you do you agree with that? Has, has gave Embiid more aggression. I, I I will say this. I hope he is the the one that stopped him from shooting all the threes. As long as he's done that, I'm in because I, I honestly because I want him to be down. I want him to be that, and that's what he's doing now. I mean, I think Al. I think he's only has like three attempts in the last three games from behind the arc. So, which is what we've always talked about, right? And he's dominant. I mean, I, I've said it. He's the do most dominant force I've ever seen since Shaq, right? I think we have all can agree on that. What other center has been this dominant? He can, He's at will, can do what he wants, right? Pretty can much. do what he wants. I, I've always said that the only person that stops Embiid is Embiid. And I'm talking about taking too many jump shots because if you're on a block, <laughs> who's stopping him? Right. So, it's, it's no stopping it. Or when he's missing his mid-range. When he's missing his mid-range and then he stays with it too long, that's when he, he's stoppable. But it, if, it's if he based. changes that up and then goes down low when he's not hitting that and then come back out, he's unstoppable. He is. He's really, really he, – so he's amazing. Go ahead, Mark. I'll make some kind of a um, comparison. But you look at Andy Reid. Before he got Mahomes, he was great Monday through Saturday, right? He could game plan. 
and everything like that. But actually doing stuff in game, I think that's kind of where Doc loses his way. I think not knowing when to call timeouts, not having his players accountable, not setting up the right plays. So, but you look, and so there's good things that Doc does. And the good things are the development of Tyrese Maxey. But then I look at one thing when we talk about MB maturing and becoming a better player. I think a part of that has to do with the Simmons situation. I think he had to take a look. And a lot of people say that NBA players, they hit a point around 27 years old where they take that next step and they, and they get more mature. And that's really when most of these guys, the elite players win their titles. They're not usually not winning them at 21, 22, 23. He was immature. He was all about Twitter. He was all about doing this and that and the other thing, but you look, and I think this whole Ben Simmons thing has been such a deterrent on the other 14 guys who showed up and said, hey, we're here. He took them under his wing. He said, I got to be the guy now. And because also the Sixers, they've, they've coddled and they made the center of the franchise Ben Simmons. He was the franchise. That was who they put all their eggs into that basket. They lucked into Embiid the way that it happened. And I think they always took Embiid for granted. And I think they're lucky now that he didn't turn their back on them because – he was all in on the process. So you look at it. I know I kind of got off of the doc thing right there, right. but I think doc does good things like setting, like getting the most out of the players. I think Embiid's taking a step forward. I think Maxi is taking a step forward. I think Seth Curry has, you know, taken a step forward, even though I think at times we talked about earlier him being exposed, but he doesn't shoot enough. And I think that's kind of the problem. And I think what's happening is he's kind of losing himself. And the thing is he should be shooting more. And and that's that's a deterrent to this team. Minimum minimum fifteen times a game. Minimum Curry should be shooting fifteen Curry's times been a, a game. Parlay killer, man. I, I don't know why he's not <laughs> in any game. In any game, in my opinion, that that Maxi shoots more than him, that's not a good thing. So I, so I think Curry should be shooting more than Max. So on, on that Al, which is a great point with both of you guys, because uh, Tank checking in says Maxi and Embiid have great chemistry, and he also says him having a child also has matured him. That's Absolutely. a that's a huge point. Huge point, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge point. Does so, Tobias have kids yet? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, if he does, they're not shooters. Um, but by, but, by the way, at halftime, we're 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 down eight. Uh, uh, I can't even explain why, but I'm looking. Wait, right. we're down eight. Yeah, yeah. And to I'm the Pelicans at, with I'm nobody. Look, I'm looking at the stats in this defense. His defense and turning the ball over too much. They're, they're shooting 52 percent at halftime. Let Stop. me let me just tell Stop you guys it. something. That, that's, that, hey, this that, is how bad that come is. Out to play. This is how bad this is right now. The New Orleans Pelicans, the the New Orleans Pelicans, are so bad tonight that their highest DFS ranked player was $4,700, and he stinks. Yeah, He stinks. People are playing $3,100 players in their lineup, and they're getting smoked right now. So, Tone, as as one of the betting guys on this show, I will tell you this. This happened to me the other night. Um, They did similar to the Orlando Magic. Mo Bamba was lighting them up for 28 in the first half. I tweeted out, pound the Sixers at the half. They're minus one and a half. I would do the same now. They're minus two and a half. Ooh. If you're on by your phone, they're going to come out and play a good second half. They do this first bad team sometimes. Little little sleep early. I think they close this game out. Win by 
potentially double digits. I think they're a good bet, two and a half at half. That's Glocks, Locks right there. Glocks, yeah. I like it. Glocks, Locks. I like it. So, so listen, we got two quick segues to end this show with. And I, I, we always do these Jigsaw Chronicles. What's a, a lot of people think, and, and, and they're fun. They're, there's something different to get us off. And then we're going to go with name the franchise, name your face in the franchise, like we always end the shows. So, Jigsaw Chronicles tonight is the Wild Wild Waiting Line activities. Now, somebody came out with this, and, you know, what do people do? They they rate it what they do while they're waiting in line at Wawa. Now, again, we talked about the Wawa gas pump. We already talked about the Wawa air. We talked about every, it just seems that everything goes back to Wawa, and understandably so. But here, here's funny. So, this, this come out. It says, where do you stand while waiting for your order at Wawa? And the list says, blocking the chips. Blocking the coffee island, blocking the prepared food out in the middle, all the way the foot traffic, directly in front of the counter, like a psychopath, or out of the way of the counter where you will not hear your order called. Now, here's what I will say. The the, the people that that are morons that block the line, like, listen, you have a slip. It has a number on it. No, listen, we can't. Like, we, we can't speed up the process. If you're number 38, you're going to get number 38 when it's me. Like, you're not getting in front of me, but it's like the lunch meat counter, right? Nobody's getting your food in front of you. You can't help it. So, like, if I stand in front of Green, Dan Green, I'm getting my order in front of Dan. Well, I just got five meatball sandwiches, and Dan got a side of mashed potatoes. Like, who's going to get their food first, right? I mean, it, it's comical about what these people do in Wawa. Dan, have you ever witnessed such a thing? Definitely, and that's why <laughs> I will only use the app. I, I, I have a routine. Al, you got to get to use the I app. Use the app. And so, self checkout, oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, ah. yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm already done. I'll, I I show up and I grab my food and go. Wow. Um, okay. The the, the uh, Tuesdays and Fridays are my Wawa mornings. So that's that's what I do. I get my coffee. I get. I love their. Um, I love their. Uh, egg burrito sandwich or whatever it is okay so but but the problem i have with with wawa this is a different jigsaw chronicle that's okay is, is, this, is dan, this is dan's old school green yeah this it, is uh, hot takes it, it, quick what, takes what drives me crazy is you can't you I, i'm a teacher and often around no. christmas time i get i get wawa gift cards okay you can't oh, yeah. consolidate the damn cards you can't no so, so it's it. like I've got like fifteen, five dollar, ten dollar. So I had an order of seventeen dollars, but I have like fifteen cards. Oh, you're so one I, of them. I, I had. Uh, you're I, one I, of those guys. I have no. Ch- I have no choice, Tone. Bro, just use it, one. No, no, but I'm and saying, pay the rest. No, let me finish the story. Okay. Because I'm yelling. No, no, if that's no, no, you no, no, in front no, of no, me. No, I was at home. I'm, I'm doing it for my app, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So I'm on my app, <laughs> and I'm going to check out on my app at home, Tone. Okay. And I had like thirteen dollars on my main card and i my order was 17 dollars. it wouldn't let me go to my next gift card okay. so i had a load with for my credit card more money for that one it, it's a, oh that, yeah it's a so little... that drove me crazy See, you, you held so, yourself up they're flawed i, I held myself that. up All right, that's cool. in more ways than one but <laughs> the, the app's the way to go and i have a i have all the apps Gotta Duncan, get the app. Wawa, gotta get the app. But yeah, that. But yeah, Wawa's crazy. And and part of Wawa is their own problem. They sometimes don't have enough people at the register. It's it, 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 that, you're right. That's another. That's another violation. That is true. Right. It's. I mean, come on. It's your one stop shop. Everybody's a Wawa. Why are you not prepared? One register. Come on, people. It's never a, a good thing to have only have one register open in any Wawa any time of day. 
and and wait, help out. I know we're it's a little different than the line, but the the morons that take up the entire coffee counter. You're getting one cup of coffee, and you, you got sugar over here. You got the creamer over here. You're you're side by side next to the trash cans. Like, why are you why are you taking up the entire space? Like, I, I, I there's so much Wawa etiquette we could do an entire show on it really it's it, very true it, it is true it, it is true but uh, but real fast got a comment uh, larry checking in says doc rivers from day one did not hold ben did not hold ben simmons accountable He's for a his shooting you're right and the first time doc rivers larry said something in a press conference about we can't win with ben as a point guard that ben cried wolf and now doesn't want to play anymore. the first time he held him accountable was when he kicked him out of practice because he oh, wasn't that. even trying earlier this year. That's the first time. So, he, you know, he's right. Yeah, he never late. held him accountable. He said he would. He can make Ben Simmons into what he wants. He'll figure it out. He never did. And it's too little too late. Yeah, it's too little too late. It, it, it is. Well, what's not too little too late is to get down here at Steam Pub in beautiful Bucks County, as always, sponsoring the show at Steam Pub on all socials with the real-time draft beer list. Get here. They have a ton of of different things on the menu that you need to dry. Uh, you know, I haven't eaten anything. My guy's been shoving her face all show, but that's all good. I'll eat that's later. podcasting right? etiquette, by the way. It, it, it's all good. It's 100%. It, 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 I showed oh off the, you know, God. look how good it looked. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sitting here trying to run face. a show. I got I was, people getting beers and wings. You know what I mean? next to me. I'm dying here. Man, my God. But let, let's get on to the, the final segment, which is pretty cool. It's it, it's name to face the franchise. Something we do every week. It brings up a, a, an entire different discussion. Goes a little national. And tonight, this week, we go to the Phoenix Desert, and we we talk about this. We bring up a team. We take a team. We say it, it's not who you think the face of the franchise is completely because of their stature, but your your most fond memories. Who you know? Oh, who do you recall? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go to the Phoenix Suns. We're going to go NBA and Phoenix Suns, and 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 there's a lot. To this, there's a ton to this. Uh, you could go way back, and and I, I, I'll just start it off, and, and then we'll just go right down the line. And obviously, for me, it's Kevin Johnson. Now, that's way back. I, I, I it is, and KJ. I say, listen, I say KJ because yes. he he made being a point guard cool. Yes, he really did. I mean, listen, AI has always changed the game forever with culture and music, which I absolutely love. And he's my favorite sixer of all time. But when you talk about NBA, who changed the, the, what it meant to be cool, it was KJ. Stole him from Cleveland. Right? It, it, that, that's a great call. That's a great call because I could believe wow. they, they, Ma- they had Mark Price. Look, and they got rid of Mark Kevin Johnson. Price. Look at the Mark Price. knowledge right, right there. They, they, don't, don't that's only because on he out. liked his hair. <laughs> don't sleep on me, Al. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark Price. Was that the Lenny Wilkins, well, Lenny Wilkins scene with Mark yeah. Price? Craig Eagle. Larry Nance. Who else on that team? Brad Darty. Brad Darty. Larry Nance comes up also with his category. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. So, so I'm going KJ. He was one of my favorite players to watch growing up. I loved watching that team with with him and Tom Chambers. I I really enjoyed that. Tim Perry, Kurt Rambis was on that squad, right? But you know, uh, Richard Dumas. Right, who who unfortunately had a drug problem and he could have Cedric Sabalos was on that team, right? Yeah. Blindfolded winning the slam dunk contest. But for me, face of the Suns, in my opinion, for what I remember, is Kevin Johnson. So Dan, what do you got? Well, I'm I'm called old school for a reason. Oh, here we go. We're going tight I'm, I'm ball hugging we're, shorts. Come on. Ball hugging is like <laughs> an understatement. Yeah. So my first year of the NBA was the 75-76 season. Ooh. I was a seven-year-old lad. I wasn't even born. I know. Stop it. 
but I encourage all of you. I mean, this is your homework assignment. Game five of the NBA Finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Boston Celtics went to triple overtime. Mm-hmm. And my favorite player on that Suns team was Paul Westfall. They, so that's they, that's where I'm going. And ironically, he was drafted by the Celtics, and that was his first year with the Suns. And, and one of the greatest shots in NBA history was Gar Hurd sending it Oof. into one of the overtimes. You got to Google, or excuse me, YouTube, this game five of the 76 finals. So I go mid-70s, Paul Westfall. And real quick, I have to build on what Tone said a minute ago. I go early to mid-80s, Larry Nance with Ooh. the Suns. He beat the doctor in the slam dunk contest in 84. Dang, that was good. That was, we got to give you, I mean, you went way back as always. As long, and he said homework too. So, yeah. Yeah. He, you could tell he's a teacher. Glock, what do you got, buddy? So, fake song. It, it's funny. My, my father in law lives out in uh, Scottsdale. Sweet. So I, I go out there every year. And go to St. Andrews? I, yeah, yeah. I've been the same. Oh. Yeah, I've, been, I've been all around, but I always made sure I watch the Phoenix Suns game. And I'll tell you, it was in that era that they were just electric. They had, you know, the run and gun style. And for me, it's Steve Nash. You just have to understand that the, the way he Nash. played. And I want to say Amari, right? And then don't forget about the Matrix. I don't want to take away from everybody. But Nash just changed that game and gave the Phoenix Suns this type of personality. When you knew going down the desert, you were up against a run and gun style um, that was going to be hard to compete with. They, they played a different style of basketball, similar to what the Nuggets did back with and the sunset with Westfall. Um, but it, yeah, it's Nash for me. Um, we could go back to uh, that what, championship what? team, but Nash, man, he was the best. What we got, Mark? What we got over there? Talk to me. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, well, you know, it's tough because, you know, I'm not much of a Phoenix Suns connoisseur, but I was going to go the same thing. Steve Nash, him and Amari Sotomayor, like D'Antoni, like the running gun offense was a different thing to watch in the NBA. I mean, the thing is, he might have stolen a couple of, uh, MVPs from Kobe, but he was still a great player in his own right. Let's be real. Got to give credit where credit's due. But Steve Nash was something different. You know, pretty much a Canadian soccer player who, you know, took over the NBA. Yes. I mean, you look at it like a completely different thing. Made long hair cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was what? He was Santa Clara? Santa Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a good pull. But, Mark, what real fans? What was that? We got a little fan interaction over there. What was that about? Yes, about shots. Oh, man. Already we got shot line shots up, oh. huh? Uh-oh. Oh, man. I, I have. Uh... That, I can't, no, man. Dick's all trying to say slim, bro. I can't do it. I, I, I can't do it, man. I can't. I, I have... Only if it's on Sweet Dice Tea. I could shot, I could shot that all night long. I don't, I don't think we'll say no. I got Thunder Dan. Who you got, Who you got Al? Thunder Dan. Thunder Dan Marley. Dan Marley. Like Thunder. He, with he, a vein in his shoulder. He, he, yeah. he was the Phoenix Suns back then. Uh, he was the Phoenix Suns. But I'm talking about be, be, him be, and KJ and then everybody and then else start coming in. Then Chuck start coming in and all the yeah. other Sabalos and... And how about uh, Richard Dumas? Yes, yes. that's right. Yeah, wow. I, he was he was fantastic. When I said the Matrix, if, if, if Richard uh, Keanu Reeves was oh, on that Sean team, Marion too. Oh. Yeah, just, yeah. Sean Marion. Yes. 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 Oh my God, I forgot so all about Sean Marion. Got a lot of Dallas overlap with the Suns and the uh, Mavericks. Yeah, how, how about uh, Marion Nash? Yeah. Oh, what is his name? Big guy, big guy from uh, Arkansas. Uh, Con- uh, Klein contact Oliver no. Miller. Yes. Oh, 
the big, big O, o the, big the big O, o big that's Oliver that's Miller. Yeah, oh, you like o. that? That's, that's, a big o. that's Nolan a, Richardson, Arkansas, yeah, man. Yeah. The, the big O was a beast in college, and then he got an NBA, and he couldn't couldn't hold his weight. Did he play with Larry Tucker inside the Gorilla? Did they have that little guy Dillard, the Gorilla, from half court threes on Arkansas? Yes. He was a big boy, man. Yeah, he was very big. Did he, did he, him and Corus Williamson, right? Williamson, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Corus Williamson. And before Scott that, Thurman. if you remember, before that, they had the two guards. They had Lee Maryberry and Todd Day. Yeah. Which they, they had a really, really good did, did, guard. Do you remember when they used to call uh, Williamson the baby Barkley? Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. What, or was that Weatherspoon? That was. Yeah. Yeah, or spoon was that Weatherspoon? Was that Spoon? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, we always have a baby somebody, but we always get the wrong guy. But Tony, I liked your your Tom Chambers. I was almost there. I used to play Tom Super Tecmo basketball. Oh, that dude loved well, it. Here's a trivia question. <laughs> he dunk, he, and he would dunk from the three point line. Here's a trivia. Amazing. Here's a trivia question. Name a team Tom Chambers didn't play for. Out uh, the Sixers. Wow. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he played for everybody. I mean, somebody said Jeff Hornacek. I mean, that's a yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, yeah. we we all remember Hornacek Before, because we got him. Unfortunately, we know Hornacek for the wrong yeah, reason. Yeah, I know. That's how they got Barkley. Yeah. Hornacek. Oh, speaking of that, Tim Perry, our our GM brought that up. Said we don't want another Barkley type tree. Yeah, remember but that? that's ridiculous, though. Right, I mean that's so far fetched, Daryl Morey. Stop it. He, he has a point. I don't know, man. Nobody's all. Listen, nobody's. You, if it's Halle Burton, two first round picks, that's nowhere near that trade that we got for Bart. Right, I mean that's nowhere near it, in my opinion. Anyway, I mean, who was it? Was three guys, right? It was Tim Perry, Andrew it was Jeff Hornacek, Andrew Lang, yeah, Lang. the killer. So is Buddy Hield going to be our Hornacek? See, I take well, Bud, that. Buddy Hill isn't trash though. Right, no. I take that. Allie Burton and Hill. Hornacek wasn't trash with Utah either. After he yeah, left but us. that was the only player. Yeah, <laughs> that was the problem. Did you think Tim Perry was trash? Uh, I thought he was uh, mediocre. Yeah. At best. You know, you know, for some reason to get back on Jeff Hornacek, and, and I'll be honest, I'm not trying nice to be chin. funny, but nice chin. You know who he reminds you of every year at Christmas time when I watch Frosty the Snowman? The Magic Guy reminds me of Jeff Hornacek. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. So go back and look at the Is Magic like the Guy. Heat miser one. Yeah, he, no, he's got no, the big. No, po- it wasn't Heat Miser. He got the big the pointy one. chin. Yeah, 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 and the hat. That's the rabbit. Hornacek all day. That's All funny. day, that's funny. that's funny. Oh man, but uh, but boys, that listen, we're, we're gonna wrap this up, man. Heat ratio live at Steam Pub, as always, at Steam Pub, following all social formats as well. But you know, these guys are making me jealous, they're drinking, they're eating. I, I you know, I gotta get it in when I can. But as always, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame yingling for our prize packs and prime roofing, as always for our gear. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in, everybody for joining us here. As always, give us a follow at Heat Racer Sports and all social formats. We'll catch you back here next Tuesday. Come out. Come out. Talk with us. Have a drink with us. You know, mix it up. Watch a game. We'll be here every Tuesday night from 7 to 8.30. And again, everybody stay, stay, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week.